Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what's new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can help us lose weight, feel great, and live longer, better, usually all three. And this week, I have the super secret miracle for preserving brain health that will give you all three of those benefits. And for once, it isn't the food we choose to eat. It's exercise and in a very specific way to do it. Since it's been a minute since I talked about fitness, I thought it was about time, just in case you need a little nudge this time of year to get you out and moving. If you've seen my social media posts in the last month, you'll see that I just did a Spartan race. For those of you that don't know, it's kind of a crucible military sort of event that ends up with a whole lot of mud. Pretty wild, but I was kind of surprised how strong I was. Not super duper, but not bad for 68. I am getting stronger every year. When we talk about exercise, building the brain too, it's all about biochemistry. Our brain is made up of a hundred billion neurons that are transmitting chemicals back and forth and are responsible for basically who you are, how you feel, how you think, how you behave, and are responsible for why you feel so good after you exercise and are willing to put yourself through some pretty crazy things like Spartan events and wanting to do more. Exercise is an absolute essential for health, vitality, and good longevity. I mean, if you want to live to be 100, know you're there and glad you're there, it's important. It improves our health in so many ways. For those of us with a history of insulin resistance, and I'm waving my hand here, it's the great majority of us. Exercise is probably on par to diet. I used to say second only to diet, but it's probably on par with diet. In the journal Stroke, May of 2019, research presented that, quote, insulin resistance is an independent risk factor for mortality and major disability after stroke. And since insulin resistance is closely associated with obesity, more than 70% of the obese population have it, and more than 50% of lean individuals are insulin resistant. You know, functional practitioners kind of call that the skinny fat. Insulin resistance is huge in obese and lean people, 100% due to diet and lifestyle choices. Exercise is the pivotal point here. I've been a regular exerciser since I was about 20, and I didn't take up running till I was 52. And I've got to say, it's become one of my passions. You know, it not only gets you out in nature, but I get to know the neighborhoods all over town. I go downtown, I turn left, I turn right. Every time I go out, it's different and delightful. I found out early, exercise was key. I wanted to be healthy because of my history of PCOS and insulin resistance. I developed that probably when I was about eight years old. It was one of the keys for me to avoid a hysterectomy when I was 22. Yeah, I'm passionate about exercise. 
Hopefully the old adage, a little ill health in youth makes for a long life, is going to be true for me. I stopped taking health for granted and knew it was something I needed to work on building every day with little choices. You know, I can think of no better hobby than how to be as healthy as can be for as long as can be. You know, it's a hobby that pays you back huge dividends in just about every important area. Today, focusing on exercise and the brain, what works best, and according to the latest research, how to go about it, of course, with your doctor's approval. You know, when you talk about exercising the brain, people kind of go to crossword puzzles or learning a new language or playing an instrument. All good. All these things will help kind of upgrade your mind's software. Okay, making it more efficient, but those things don't do much for the hardware, the circulation, the hormones, what the software works off of. And if you've ever tried to run the latest version of your preferred operating system on an old computer, like running Windows, what is it, Windows 11 now on a 2005 computer, you'll know the performance is not going to be good. Output is far less than optimal if it even works at all. You know, it's going to go slow, it's going to crash, or it'll spin and spin and spin for a really long time trying to process things. Old computers are also more susceptible to viruses and malware. So that's why it's essential to redefine exercise for the brain, to include training for the body that upgrades the hardware. Muscles act like an intricate organ, you know, like the thyroid, like the pituitary. These muscles secrete minute substances that affect everything in the body. These muscle-secreting substances like hormones and proteins are powerful for the brain to keep it healthy. If you sit all the time or just are puttering around, not getting a whole lot of steps in every day, Your brain is shrinking and not able to make those important memory connections to learn new things, to remember things from yesterday, last year. I mean, it may go way back 20, 30, 40 years, but it's going to have a hard time making new ones. You know, all kind of exercises, you know, both weightlifting and aerobics. Personally, I alternate weightlifting one day with aerobic the next, and now I'm trying to figure out how to get some monkey bars in my garage or someplace that's easy to get to. And yeah, my husband thinks I'm a little crazy, but exercise is life, and I like to mix it up, which is a good thing, and I'll explain that in a little bit. But first of all, you have to do aerobic exercise daily, you know, like walking or running. And that's actively stressing the muscles. This kind of exercise leads to the production of several brain chemicals. And, you know, I often talk about brain-derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF. BDNF is stimulating the growth of new brain cells and the formation of those synapses, the connections between cells that helps you connect memories Dr. Dale Bredesen, my, well, one of my favorite Alzheimer's researchers. I now have a lot of kind of new friends 
that are the researchers that are continuing on with this research with fabulous results. I mean, they go deep into the balance of creating that healthy synaptic environment for memory. Exercise is a powerful intervention, and there's there's no medicine for this. There is no prescription pad that is going to equal this, something that is rarely discussed in conventional mainstream medicine yet. Research takes 20, 30 years to get this, and I, we don't have time to wait for that. Exercise is just a major way we can do that, and it's free. And I want to maximize this for you and me. So there's three parts of this, three essential parts. You do have the cardiovascular, the cardio, the walking, the running, whatever. Then the second thing, you've got resistance training, training, weightlifting, whatever. And the third thing is integration of cognitive activities. Okay. So how is that? So each element is necessary. It's kind of like you're stacking one on top of the other, like a pyramid. Cardio, that's your foundation. Brain is an organ, and just like the kidney and the heart, and that requires good blood flow. It's a high metabolizer. Your brain requires more oxygen and glucose than any other part of your body. The old saying, you're only as young as your feet, is true. You got to get that blood pumping to the brain. And if that wasn't reason enough, research also shows that cardio reduces inflammation and stress while stimulating that BDNF, that miracle grow fertilizer for the brain. Cardio also has been shown to boost the part of the brain called the hippocampus that's responsible for memory and learning. That's pretty cool. And you'll want to put a little oomph into it. You don't need anything fancy, you know, to be sure you're getting enough oomph. And, you know, if you want to know a little more about it, my Amazon best-selling book, Get Out of Hormone Hell, is going to have you do the simple talk test. And it'll tell you a lot more. But basically, the talk test is uh, when you're walking with intensity, you want to be able to carry on a conversation but not sing. You're doing moderate. If you're walking, running, whatever, and you can say a few words, but then you got to take a breath. You're vigorous. Fast walking, HIIT training, anything that makes your heart rate increase has aerobic benefits. And research that I talked about a few weeks ago, as little as five or ten minutes every day has gigantic benefits. There was that study that I've talked about, a British study, um, that was published last summer in the Journal of the American Medical Association that almost 80,000 adults were followed over seven years. And they discovered a direct correlation between steps and reduced dementia risk, dose-dependent. Optimal number of steps was just under 10,000 a day, which we've always kind of mentioned, and there was benefits anytime. It There was like no lower limit where there was none. So start where you're at. You know, it's going to just keep improving. And it's far more potent than anything available on a prescription pad. Muscles, you know, they're going to keep your brain healthier, happier, resistant to Alzheimer's disease. And there's no significant pharmaceutical treatment for that. 
So, like I said, we're going to add a little icing on that exercise cake by adding resistance training a couple times a week. And that's important for two reasons. You know, resistance is going to improve strength, balance, and coordination. You know, and it's also going to improve the body's ability to grow new brain cells and new connections. You know, when you retain that muscle mass, you are improving what they call daily living activities. You know, you take a squat, requires about every muscle in the lower body, and your brain has to work to remember the sequence. You know, and ideally, in those two days, you're going to do exercise that focuses on all the major muscle groups that I really go into in my book that's on Amazon. So if you're ready to start, get the book. And of course, don't forget a few ab workouts. You know, if you're totally new to resistance training and aren't sure how to safely do these, you know, get the advice of a certified personal trainer. You know, they're going to make sure you're working out safely and effectively. Okay, so once you got your base in place, we want to optimize that for the brain and body in the third layer. You know, step three, making sure your exercise plan challenges you to learn something new and to do things in a new way. So this is really helping the brain stretch, you know, because the brain's smart. It's going to try to take shortcuts in a real short period of time. You know, it learns how to do things efficiently. So we need to keep mixing things up. If you've been doing the same workout for months or years, you're probably not getting all the benefits compared to where you started. So your body's going through the motions with the minimal amount of energy expenditure. So if you're doing the same round of biceps and overhead presses, you know, it's old hat and your brain kind of checks out. So we want to challenge the brain every time. Do things new so your body has to recruit different muscles and new brain cells, triggering new brain cells growth, creating new neural pathways. And the real topper is to add a cognitive skill. You know, like counting your repetitions by two instead of the standard one, two, three, four. You're going to two, four, six, eight. Adding brain training on top of exercise multiplies the brain effects. You know, I'll do multiplication tables or I count backwards from 100 by three or four. You know, it's kind of fun. And in no time, you're seeing the results. So that's it. You know, you now have the critical steps to upgrade both the hardware and software, leading to better body and a healthier, more resilient brain. So we have aerobic, we have resistance, and mixing up that routine frequently and adding brain exercise while doing it, that's the best. So, you know, that's the how, and sometimes we need to know the why. So... You know that every bit of effort you put forth is going to benefit. And it's going to go through a few things here. Reduce body fat. Improve insulin sensitivity, which we know helps reduce your risk for diabetes, obesity, dementia, gallbladder problems, cancer, heart disease, infertility, sexual dysfunction, exercise. Improves your chance of longevity. Increasing that health span. I love Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. She's a board-certified geriatric physician that says for longevity, anything over age 65, we're geriatric. 
I don't think so. You got to do it. You know, since my goal is to live to be 100, know I'm there and glad I'm there, doesn't happen by accident. It also strengthens muscles, helps manage pain, improves immunity. This is huge. Post-COVID, we've found this out for sure. And NASA has tons of research on fitness and immunity. We know it strengthens the heart. It fights depression. It improves memory and processing speed. And it is measurable. Improves coordination, improves bone density, improves con, uh, com, you know, complexion, and you gotta love that. Lowers blood pressure, increases your energy, helps your sleep. I could go on and on, but boy, you know, it is life. Sitting really is the new smoking. So there you have just a few reasons and the how to for helping your body thrive. And why it needs to be part of your daily routine if you want health, vitality, and longevity. Start by moving, dancing to a few songs, walking around the block, doing some leg lifts. Just do it, as Nike says. Don't think about it, or you're going to think, I'm too tired. I don't have enough time. I don't have the right clothes. Someone will see me. Forget all that. Just get out and move. 30 minutes a day is 2% of your day. I think your body and your brain deserves a 2%, okay? And that went, there went my best excuse a long time ago, gone. So thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can listen to this again or to other shows on my website, debford.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts under Today's Nutrition. Remember, have a great day and 30 minutes is only 2% of your day. Make it great.